Welcome to the GS Nation podcast. Our focus is personal development, health, wellness, mindset, and entrepreneurship. Show notes may be found at gsnation.com slash podcast, as well as on our YouTube channel and in the details section of your podcast app. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts, Carrie and Dave. Let's rock and roll. Howdy, GS Nation. Today, we are here to talk about recovery. In our programming, it is recovery week. Dave and I discuss what we want you to do this week to fully rest your mind and body, as well as what we want you to continue to do throughout our build weeks, as well as our upcoming test week. As always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask us. We have a great app where you can message both Dave and myself at any point. We get right back to you. In the meantime, let's do it. Have you seen um, Spigwell Me? This is a recording. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> for those of you, li- for those of you listening, have you seen Despicable? Uh, yeah, everyone has because they're yeah, not weird. Yeah, whatever. I just don't watch, watch movies. TV. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are talking about recovery today, both from a macro standpoint and a micro standpoint. Yep. Mainly the macro because we are going to have loads and loads and loads of podcasts where we'll get to dive into specific recovery hacks. But today we like to reference that pyramid where there's no point in working at the very top of the pyramid if you aren't doing any of the stuff on the bottom. Yeah. If you don't have your foundation set um, you know, and those big heavy hitters, then it's really no point focusing on the hacks, so to speak, that you know give you that one or two or 10% if you don't have that that 90% down. So, um, what constitutes a good, you know, kind of foundation and base for your recovery? That's the big question for the day. And, you know, for me and the way that I program for myself and for our athletes, you know, if you aren't sleeping, eating a quality diet and taking active recovery and rest days, then you're really missing the boat. And it really doesn't do you much good to go in and you know, then get cryotherapy or sleep in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber or <laughs> things of that nature, right? Um, Go pay for IVs. Right, exactly, exactly. Like knocking out the the 80% of stuff that really, really matters is the most important factor for long-term sustainable recovery. Again, from a programming standpoint, that's kind of where I want to start this particular podcast because I think you know, from the context of us looking at things from the big picture, building in recovery from a macro standpoint, meaning maybe over the course of a year, and then a, you know, kind of micro standpoint over the course of your workout week or within your program is is pretty vital. So the way that I look at a calendar year, I've got a preseason, I've got a, you know, build, I've got an in-season, then I've got an off-season. Right, so we just came off of our off season, uh, which was the last six weeks of the year, so mid November through Jan one. And if you're new to the podcast, Dave is an obstacle course racing athlete. Okay, so OCR athlete, he's training for performance. However, we do have lots and loads of individuals in our community who aren't necessarily training for performance, but 
this programming still benefits them on their fitness, health and wellness journey. Absolutely. Because you can't be in peak physical fitness year round, right? Peak means at the top. It's very difficult to train and sustain high levels of training and high levels of focus 365 days of the year. You really do need that time frame where you allow your mind and body to rest, regenerate, recover, and that's what our off season is all about. So, depending on what your sport is, if you are training for performance, you know, let's say you're trying to um, peak in April for a big race or for a big competition, or your spring break, you know, 2019 is the big thing on your calendar, right? Well, then you're going to want to have different time frames to your in-season, off-season, pre-season, build season, etc. But from the sake of this particular podcast, let's look at at a year from like a January 1st to December 31st time frame, right? Um, so I'm looking to peak for Spartan, uh, Spartan Race World Championships end of September slash OCR World Championships beginning of, of October. I'm going to do one of but not both of those races. So either or, same general time frame. So I just came off an off season, six weeks or so, where I had zero structure to my programming. I walked a lot. I ate whatever I wanted, etc. We're now about five weeks into a build cycle, uh, which is a long build cycle that takes me from Jan one all the way to to essentially the end of March. It's a twelve week aerobic base building and strength building, um, you know, phase. So. Five weeks in, this past week, I'm feeling pretty run down and pretty tired, and both mentally and physically, which is okay. That's part of the design of the particular program is you have to push yourself, push your body past the point where it's comfortable so that you can ease off the brakes a little bit and then recover. So that's what this particular week is about, not only with my programming, but also the programming of our athletes in GS Nation. This is the start of recovery week. And recovery week is a little bit of a deload or a reload. So it's reducing volume, it's reducing intensity, um, maybe even reducing some frequency. The work that we will do is going to be a high output work. We're going to push during those time frames that we are working, but we're going to focus on a lot of those micro aspects of recovery like okay, now's a good time to get a massage. Now's a good time to go float in a sensory deprivation tank. Now's a good time to um, get cupping done or to go to cryotherapy, exactly, or to spend a lot of time in a sauna, allow your body to supercompensate, meaning rest, repair, rebuild, regenerate, and then you're renewed moving forward. This little dip in intensity and volume is going to lead to an increase in fitness. Your fitness doesn't increase when you're putting in all this volume and intensity over the past five weeks. It increases as you allow your body to recover. Once we get through this particular week, what we're going to be able to do then is to focus on stacking good quality days on top of one another for the next four, five, six weeks. Go through another build cycle. Then we'll have a testing where we retest you know, every really 10 to 12 weeks get new numbers, see what's been working, see what hasn't been working. And then depending on when your races start or when your season starts, we'll move from a build preseason phase into an in-season, you know, and continuing to build and peak for late September, October. I won't be at peak physical fitness in April in my first race. I won't be in peak physical fitness in May or June or July, but July, August, September, that type of time frame will be, I'll start to kind of round things out and get there. So I had a question. 
Okay. This is the first recovery week we've taken since the off season. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone was so eager to start preseason that some some folks might be resisting embracing this week because they yeah. feel like they just had a big old break. Yeah. Um, and I want to dive into the importance of taking this time before we enter a six-week build test and then, then another build. And then another yeah. build. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so that's going to be very long. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's vital. So this always happens to me. The Me getting run down three, four, five weeks in. And not run. Run down is strong, right? Me feeling the effects of accumulated volume and intensity. So me feeling fatigue is something that always happens to me about four to five weeks into a program. And when you start feeling it, typically that means it's a good time to pull back. Like, you know, when your volume is, is a lot, you know, when you start to feel that, that tiredness in your eyes and you know, their overall systemic fatigue before that manifests itself in an injury, before that manifests itself in burnout or you deciding, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Now is the time to pull the trigger on that deload and recovery so that you can get your mind back right and start moving forward again with that same or a renewed vigor and intensity for that next long build Mm -hmm. phase. I'm going to go away this weekend and take a couple days um, to kind of allow my mind and body to reset. I'm going to go to the beach for a few days. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to relax. I'm not going to engage in in extremely strenuous workouts. What I'm going to focus on is, is sleep and downshifting, allowing myself mentally and physically to enter the next build phase with full focus and recovery. And so for people who are a little hesitant to embrace this week, given we're only five weeks out of a long off season, realize we've got another 35 weeks to go before that next off season, probably more than that, right? You know, like 40 weeks to go before that next off season. And it looks like you're going up the steps and then you've got a little bit of a level and you go down a couple of steps. So it's up five steps, down a step or two, up five steps, down a step or two, up 10 steps, down two steps, right? And you do need to kind of pull back a little bit in order to take those steps forward. What I love about what you just explained is hopefully something that folks haven't thought about yet in terms of this week. This week is a lot about mindset. Yeah. You're giving your body the time to rest and rebuild those muscle fibers back so that it can come back even stronger than when you started. I mean, that from a physical standpoint, that's our goal for this week. But... It is truly a time to mentally prepare. So mindset is what we start with the GS. Take this week, return to those goals, return to your why, write some stuff down, reflect. How did the last five weeks feel? What are you hoping for the next 35? Um, What's shifted in the past five weeks, six weeks? Yeah. Are you farther ahead then your timeline for your goals, are you maybe a little bit behind? And that's totally fine, but you need to redefine some end dates in order to relieve some stress mm-hmm. potentially from your life. This is the time to do that. Uh, so meditation, Dave mentioned the um, sensory deprivation uh, floating tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, yoga, do what you need to do, right? You know your body best. And that's also something we wanted to touch on in this episode, which is everyone recovers differently. Yeah. Try everything a couple times, at least three. Right. To see if it works. 
and find what find your thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, find the the tools that really work for you. And I do want to touch on that mindset concept as well because I think you're 100 percent right. Is you know this time when you're not working out you have time in your schedule for reflection. So don't necessarily take that time and like go off and, and do whatever, like be intentional with that workout time that you had in your schedule before. And if you're not going and throwing down a longer workout or a more intense workout, then maybe again, reflect back on your goals, right? Hit up your aspir or your um, affirmations again, see what's changed from, you know, your new year's resolutions, what's worked, what hasn't worked, develop new strategies moving forward. Um, those things will allow you to take best advantage of your recovery week and also allow you to set yourself up for the next longer build cycle that yeah. we're about to go through. Because it's going to be mentally challenging. It is. It's definitely going to be mentally challenging. And it's hard to stay consistent and focused on your big goals when you've just got such a like a long slog. And, and I mean, I find myself doing the same thing. I'm, I'm still eight weeks out from a race. And so it's like, man, I, I'd love to start racing now. If I was racing, maybe I'd be more focused. But you can't allow yourself to go down that particular you know, rabbit hole of thoughts. Now is where the races are won. You know, what happens in the dark sets you up for the light. Really focusing on your mindset during this time frame, realizing that we've got a long build. There's a lot of time left in the year, a lot of time left in the season, the best ability is availability. We say that over and over and over on this podcast. So if you can take care of those little nagging things that are maybe popping up here and there now, if you can stay healthy, if you can get back to 100%, um, you're going to set yourself up for a good rest of the year. So the foundational things, the bottom of the pyramid that we're talking about right now are hydration. Yes. Sleep. Yes. We obviously just touched on mindset. Nutrition. Yes. What else am I missing? Those are really the biggest ones. Okay. I mean, those are the things that are going to really, you know, over and above everything else. So another great thing yeah. for this week, um, out of those four things, preparing, taking some time to prepare for the upcoming build that we have going on, maybe you take a second to plan out all your meals, yeah. right? Make your shopping list. Take one afternoon, make your shopping list for the next 30 weeks. Or something, or heck, you probably only have to make five shopping lists and then cycle them. Right. Um, it's not going to take a huge amount of time, but that that's a good use of recovery recovery week too, because that is planning ongoing recovery for your build build some time. Right, and managing your stress. You know, your body goes through periods of increased physical stress, aka build weeks and build cycles test weeks. and test weeks. You know, maybe this is a good time to check in with your mental stress, you know, have that tough conversation that you've been waiting to have, you know, go check in with your personal finances, the things that have been maybe building up and, and that you've been neglecting that are just there in the back of your mind. You're always thinking about, um, you know, f manage your stress effectively and appropriately during this time frame and allow yourself that capacity and that clear space to move forward with. You know, again, once we start picking up the intensity and volume again, which is going to happen very soon. Yes. Yeah. So for the top of the pyramid, um, or middle to top, Dave, what are some of your favorite things to do to recover? Yeah. Check out episode eight with Kenzie Corman of Vitality Float Spas. Um, I, well, I'll tell you what, on Wednesday, I have a 
float scheduled. So that's um, spending about an hour in a sensory deprivation tank that is going to be completely void of light and sound and really touch. Uh, So you're floating in a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. Great way for my mind to quiet and for my body to actually relax. I'm also getting a massage. That's obviously going to probably be more along the lines of a Actually, for once, maybe a relaxing massage as opposed to like a deep tissue dive in there and break up adhesions and stuff. Uh, (laughs) Most of the time, those are not pleasant. Uh, (laughs) This one might be might be a little bit more pleasant because I don't have any nagging Mm -hmm. things that you know I really feel like I need worked on or worked out. Big fan of cupping. Big fan of acupuncture. I'm a big fan of. If you can afford it, spending time in that hyperbaric chamber or getting nutritional and vitamin IVs are awesome, right? But those are kind of tippy top of the pyramid. Um, I've done one once. Yeah. It was awesome. It helps. I had two IVs after my 50 miler and I still woke up at like 0%. I can't imagine what I would have been like after not having uh, or if I didn't have the IVs. See, I got mine before. It was a four day... Gosh, cycle extravaganza. I was truly, my butt was in a cycle seat for eight to 10 hours for four days in a row. Woof. And I got an IV beforehand. And for the first three days, I felt like a superwoman. You're right. It was awesome. And day number four? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> day number four. I was like, Tacked. all I have to do is teach one class and get approved. And, and I'm out. My mental, oh gosh, at that point, it was like rock star status where I was like, if I don't get certified, I don't even care. I'm going to throw down. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to teach this class. I'm going to own it. And it worked. I got certified. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, what else we got? Cryotherapy. Cryotherapy. Big fan. Huge fan of that. Yeah. And that could be that. both localized as well as full body. And if you can't afford a, to go to a cryotherapy center, you don't have one nearby, uh, get 50 pounds of ice put in your bathtub and spend some time. It's awesome. And it probably, if you've never taken an ice bath before, it might seem scary. Once you're in, in the ice bath, just focus on your breath. Yep. You're going to be better off for it. You're going to walk out of it feeling like a whole new person. Yeah, exactly. It's very invigorating and uh, it clears your mind. You can't really think about a whole lot of things if you are neck deep in a bunch of ice. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even for three minutes, it is a phenomenal way to, to clear out the fog and the, the cobwebs from your brain, so to speak. Yes. Um, I also love the sauna, you know, the sauna for me, I'm going to choose that over an ice bath after my lifting sessions. I'm going to choose an ice bath after just about everything else. Yeah. You know, the ice is great for reducing inflammation, but after a strength workout, you know, what you want to have happen is those, you want that localized inflammation in the area that you've been training in order to kind of have those adaptions. But all things considered, you know, top of the pyramid stuff, but if you are dialing in your sleep, if you are dialing in your nutrition, if you are consistently hydrated, um, then yeah, the top of the pyramid stuff can really make a big difference over time. Yeah. Um, especially during this time frame where you're able to kind of rest, regenerate, and then move forward with a long build phase. Mm-hmm. And like we said, just give everything a try. You know, Dave mentioned he has a floating scheduled for this week. 
lots of these techniques, recovery techniques, you probably have seen on Instagram or Facebook and people talking about how much they loved it, how they could meditate, how they fell asleep in the tank. Um, in that specific example, the first time I floated, I was having a hard time calming my mind. And that has to do with the stressors that Dave had mentioned earlier, you know, financial, life stuff, things that are completely unrelated to my physical recovery. Right. And also because that's just how I am. And uh, I had shared my experience with another friend of ours in Richmond, and she gave me another tactic, which was maybe focus on a stressor and promise yourself that in that 60, 90-minute float session, you are going to make a decision. And every time you feel your mind going over to another stressor or something else, like an adjacent thought, bring it back to that problem and use that time to figure it out. And I ended up being able to take that approach and it was super helpful because then you still leave feeling like a weight has been lifted. It's just in a different way. And so try things out, have an open mind. um, And as always, go easy on yourself. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. yeah, And if you feel like you're like, Oh man, like I'm not recovering the way I should be recovering. Like take that stress off yourself. Yeah. Um, it does the opposite thing. Yeah. It does the opposite thing. Um, and, and this look, this isn't to say that hard workouts aren't important. Like hard workouts are vitally important, but they're worthless if you can't recover from them. mm -hmm. If you want to be the best athlete you can be, if you want to be perform up to your capabilities and potential, then you've got to spend time on those recovery practices. You've got to do the cold plunges. You've got to do the saunas. You've got to focus on your nutrition. Have a massage therapist facilitate your, your blood flow and, and a recovery from, from that standpoint. And you got to sleep eight hours per night as a minimum. You know, you don't get to be great without emphasizing recovery. You just don't. And so that's why we focus on it so much. That's why we talk about it all the time. That's why we have Recovery Week locally. You know, if you want to get plugged in, visit us at gsnation.com. If you want to join the nation, we'd love to have you either locally here in Richmond or we've got a ton of options even nationwide. You can find us at gsnation.com slash join. You know, and if you're finding these podcasts valuable, share them with your friends. And, you know, we'd love to to see a, a rating and, and a review pop up from you. And uh, again, the reason why Carrie and I do this is is impact. You can go back to episode one and listen to our respective whys, which are very, very similar. So if we have positively impacted you, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to do so. And we would love to hear from you about that. So grind on fam. Grind on. Grind on.